Episode 175 of our encyclopedic exploration digging at the career of the greatest professional wrestling character of all time, The Undertaker. Ladies and gentlemen, this was supposed to be our final episode of the podcast, and yet <laughs> here we are. We'll get into it in just a second, but I am joined, as I have been for every single episode, by my co-host, by my wrestling buddy, by my tag team partner, the only man I would want to spend the past three years talking taker with, my man, Mr. Travis White. And Travis, it is a bittersweet symphony here tonight. Bitter because we are reaching this milestone moment for The Undertaker, WrestleMania 33, the, the night where he laid his laid his hat and his gloves in the ring we thought his career was over but kind of sweet kind of cool that we've reached our inception point this is the moment this is the match where we started the podcast on where, where the idea spurred from uh, yeah. and now we've circled back we have chased our own tail around here and we're gonna be diving in and we didn't realize this three years ago but we've still got some more episodes to do after this <laughs> Yeah, it feels like I'm in a Christopher Nolan movie or something. I'm kind of like bending time and circling back to where it all began or whatnot. So, yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, this is supposed to be our final episode. But, you know, we got a handful more because he uh, he was not satisfied with this performance. So we'll get into that in just a little while. But, um, yeah, anyway, happy to be here. And, uh, yeah, let's get this show on the road, man. <laughs> Things it's the have battle changed. of the big dogs. That's right, man. Things have changed over the past three years. Uh, we're living in different places, got different jobs, got extra kids along the way. Uh, I mean, but, but still, still have sound issues. So thanks for everybody who listened last week. I know it sounded <laughs> a little bit funny. Hopefully this week I sounds a little bit better. Oh, I couldn't stand it. <laughs> it sounded like I was in a in a like room with both. It's like I was oh listening to a head track. You could listen. You could pan pan to the right or pan to the left. So well. I appreciate all you folks who listened to it and stuck with us. Hopefully we will get it together for this week because we are talking WrestleMania 33, the battle for the yard, the big dog versus the big dog, Undertaker versus Roman Reigns in the in the main event of this WrestleMania, the ultimate thrill ride. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Which roller coaster would you compare this journey to, Travis? I know you're Disney Parks aficionado. How would you compare this? I've never ridden a roller coaster at Disney unless it's not the Goofy one. <laughs> so you compare this to the Goofy coaster? The Goofy coaster. I'll compare this to when I rode the Great American Screen Machine in second grade backwards. And in, uh, in Six Flags over in Georgia, I guess. So, yeah, just like taking uh, a great ride and just turning it up a notch, man, because you're going backwards. You don't know if it's where the end is. The beginning is the end, as uh, Billy Corgan would say. So, yeah. I'm sure anyway. there's a deep thought in there somewhere, but I, I can't quite <laughs> I can't quite suss it out here. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. All right, so we'll just get started what? here. 
We'll take our time traveling hearse. We're going to take it on the roller coaster tracks. We might drive it backwards. Who knows? We don't have to drive that far because we're only taking it back to 2017. Just a few weeks ago. We're we're in like 2009 and 2010. These last few years have just flown by. But uh, The Undertaker last competed at the Royal Rumble where, of course, he was eliminated by Roman Reigns, and they had a little face-off. But then Roman's going to take a a detour. He's going to hop on the fast lane and have a feud with Braun Strowman over on the expressway there. And we're going to pick up... the HOV lane, like the super speed lane. Yes, yes. Just them two by themselves carpooling. Yeah, they got a Peach Pass or a a Metro Pass. I don't know, whatever whatever the thing is. Um, Sun Pass out of Florida. They're going to... Uh, I, I don't know who won that match at Fastlane. Was it Roman? Roman. Roman yeah, yeah. defeated Braun Strowman to get a little momentum here. And the night after Fastlane, Braun Strowman is going to come out and call out Roman Reigns. He says they have unfinished business. And um, Yeah, that was actually his first pinfall on the main roster. So it was kind of a big deal, you know, like that Roman won that because he's getting that push to the moon. So. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, I, I was just about to say that. You're right. Um, but it, it's so funny, man. It, we, we see something we're going to see throughout this rivalry, throughout these next few weeks. This crowd is not a fan of Roman Reigns on <laughs> right. this night. And Braun plays into it. He's going to play the mm-hmm. babyface here, basically, and says, Chicago doesn't like you, and neither do I. Uh, and he comes out. Uh, excuse me. Re- Braun says that. Roman's music hits, you think he's going to come out. You think, okay, maybe these two guys are going to fight at WrestleMania again. But Reigns' music only plays for a couple seconds. We just get the burner, burner, and then it cuts off. And we hear instead the gong and the Undertaker's bell tolls. And his music cuts off Roman Reigns' music. And it was funny, the crowd was a little bit confused at first. They didn't pop at first. They were like, what's happening here? But then the lights go down, and they just yeah. erupt, man. And Undertaker gets sort of that double pop that you've talked about for him a lot, Travis. They pop when the lights go out, and then they pop again as he comes out and makes his first appearance from the Royal Rumble. This is interesting, too, because, okay, now it feels like we're getting Undertaker versus Braun Strowman at WrestleMania, mm-hmm. which didn't seem all that crazy. That was definitely rumored right. online at the time, and... Braun had just had his first pinfall loss, so they obviously been building him up quite a bit and quite protected here. So it looks like these two are going to go nose to nose. Well, and it's funny too because just last week we talked about how Taker came back and he was in the ring with you know Lesnar and Goldberg and how epic that was. Well, this is like the new generation of that, you know, like these two big dogs, the two big guys that you can tell WWE is going to build their future around, and Roman Reigns, and who has everything Vince wants, and Braun who has the size and just he's he turns heads man when you they talk about the airport test when you walk to the airport people turn their head and look at you that's how you know you stand out you know and uh braun definitely has that for better or worse you know um <laughs> but yeah it's just really cool that to see that it's almost the same thing that happened in january happening here with the younger generation so pretty neat but yeah like you said man chicago is i'm gonna borrow from mauro ronaldo is in fuego for this mm. dude they are just on fire 
Yeah, they are here tonight, and it looks like Taker is going to have a stare down with Braun, but Braun actually thinks better of it here. So it's just a tease mm -hmm. to what might be in the future as Braun ends up leaving through the crowd, and he gets some yeah. booze for, for backing out like a chicken. Uh, Undertaker's music starts to play again, but somebody is fooling with the soundboard backstage uh, because his music gets cut off, and Roman Reigns' music plays again. So we got the... The music remix as Roman comes out, and the crowd lets him have it here in <laughs> Chicago tonight, man. I It's been really so long since Roman got booed this heavily. I kind of forgot how how hated he was. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, it was a lot. And when he won that first Rumble, and then they tried to work what they could, and he got he was getting very face peers by the end of 2015, going into 2016, but then boot again and then babyface cheers where yeah right here you're right man the crowd is just like we don't want to see you in the main event <laughs> i did i was a fan i still liked the guy but yeah i the, these smart mark crowds were just all over him and we're going to see a uh theme here going forward with the smart mark crowds so yes and they're definitely leaning into it they are yeah. roman is definitely playing the heel throughout this mm -hmm. build up uh there's really not any subtlety about it here uh, as he comes out, he's got a microphone with him, and he tells Undertaker, Ron wasn't calling you out here, dead man. He called me. So with all due respect, this is my yard now. And Undertaker looks at Roman, uh, looks toward the WrestleMania sign, and the Roman sucks chance to begin to escalate. Undertaker looks back at Roman, goozles him, gives him a choke slam as the crowd <laughs> cheers. With all due respect, he gives him a choke slam here. Yeah. As uh, Michael Cole says, this is what WrestleMania season is all about. And Taker makes his way out of the ring as Cole says as well that the original big dog is back to claim his yard. Corey Graves says we will find out whose yard it truly is at WrestleMania. Wow. Uh, yeah, I Corey... <laughs> Apparently can see to the future because yeah. there's no challenge made or anything. There's no official match made. And, no. But apparently that's all it takes is just a, a nod to the to the sign. And that's as good as signing a contract. Yeah, that's uh, – yeah, Corey's got the ends of the dirt sheets, man. So, But, man, I, I like this segment. I dug that it planted the seeds for him and Braun, which we never really got full on, you know. But like I said, it was the new generation of – Taker being in there to pass the torch, so to say. Um, these guys, these are probably the two guys you could put in there with Taker, and you know they could stand their ground, you know, as far as size and star power. So, but and again, like they teased at the Rumble with Roman throwing him out, and then kind of it paid off right here. So it I like that. Yeah, it was really good. And it's something as a fan you were watching, you always he Roman was always one of those guys talked about to be mm -hmm. a, a potential Undertaker opponent. Like, it just kind of made sense yeah. uh, for them to finally go ahead and do it. Um, it, it felt like that one was going to have to happen at some point before Undertaker yeah. retired. Oh, yeah, exactly. And um, so that's going to lead us to the next week of Raw, March 13th. Uh, Roman Reigns takes on the future WWE champion, Jinder Mahal, Ooh. which is weird to say. I mean, hey. not like too far in the future like just a few months like two from months. now yeah yeah like two or three months from now Jinder Mahal is gonna be the world champion the WWE champion the same title that 
Bruno San Martino held. So, uh, but don't let that fool you, folks. He's not getting that push yet. He's no, still just no, no, a no, 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 no. jabron he's, at this point. Yeah, he's a he's gender jobber Mahal. So, yeah. <laughs> but um, as this match is going on, Mike, Michael Cole tells us that you know Taker vs Roman is signed for WrestleMania. So I guess he he and Corey you know got the scoop. And uh, yeah, did I miss yeah. something? Because that was the I first know, I they, heard him say it. But they never nothing... announced it or anything. It just was what it was. So okay. which just. That's kind of Taker's thing the last few years. It's kind of like he comes back and after Royal Rumble and whoever he first interacts with, they just got a Mania match next week all of a sudden. So, <laughs> But luckily there's no convoluted lockbox or anything with this one. It's just two dudes, you know, with a score to settle because you eliminated yeah. me from the Rumble. So um, anyway, uh, this match only goes on for a minute or two. And, um, and Taker's gong hits and then Roman, of course, does the – same thing that every wrestling babyface does whenever somebody's music hits. They just look through their ramp and see that you know nobody's there. And so Gender capitalizes on the distraction. And but Roman is able to defeat him after a couple Superman punches. So um, then he gets on the mic and he's like, you know, I'm not I'm not messing around. And he challenges Taker to come out like a man. And then we go to commercial break. We come back from commercial break and Roman's still in the ring waiting on Taker. And all of a sudden, we hear the music of Shawn Michaels. So, Ooh. yeah, we hear Sexy Boy. And I would love Taker to come out dancing to Sexy Boy, but that is not what we get. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Seems to be great. But um, <laughs> we get uh, Shawn Only Michaels. Only if he's wearing just a, a fleece vest, fleece camo vest with no T-shirt mm. underneath it. It could have been Sexy Kurt at this point. Because wasn't Kurt announced for the uh, King of uh, the uh, Hall of Fame? Fame. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Too bad it wasn't Sexy Kurt. Too bad it wasn't Marty Jannetty. Yeah, that too. Um, <laughs> Speaking anyway, of dead man. Yeah. So Sean, <laughs> Sean comes out to have a word. But this was cool because this wasn't announced. Like, they didn't yeah. hype up yeah. Sean's involvement in this at all. So this was a really, really cool surprise for those of us watching. So anyway, um, he soaks in the HBK chance because he's HBK. And Roman's like, you know, it's pretty cool to see you, you know, out here. But. You know, I didn't call you out. I called out The Undertaker. And Sean's like, you know, I saw what happened, and I saw you get distracted just a minute ago during that match. And, and he says that, Roman, you, you are distracted. All right, that gong went off, and you got distracted. My friend, I've got news for you. You are distracted, and you are unfocused. And you need to understand something. All right? This far out of WrestleMania, and he's already set up shop in that head of yours, Come WrestleMania, my friend, he is going to eat you alive. Which he can speak to that because he fought exactly. him twice exactly. at WrestleMania. So um, Roman kind of, you know, scoffs at this and the crowd's chanting, yes, yes, yes. And Roman's like, no, nah, that ain't happening. He says, you know, maybe instead of, of me thinking about what it's going to be like to be in the ring with the Undertaker, the Undertaker should be thinking about what it's like to be in the ring with me. So that's that's a heelish move right there. But. But, you know, it's a confident baby face as well. So, anyway, Sean's like, look, man, I'm on your side. I, I know what you're going through, but you need to acknowledge that I'm Mr. Wrestle Freaking Mania. So, <laughs> I wish he had a shirt and said that. But great. He probably does somewhere. He probably has his own shirt. Yeah. yeah. He's Mr. Wrestle Freaking Mania. So, he's like, you know, I know what it's like to carry a chip on your shoulder. I know what it's like to have everyone in the back secretly hoping that you fail. I'm not against you. I'm on your side. And Roman, once again, throws out the old Ricky Bobby, with all due respect. <laughs> it's in the Geneva Convention. Exactly. 
Just because you say it doesn't mean you can just say whatever you want to. Yes, it does. (laughs) So I said with all due respect. I said with all due respect. Did you have experimental (laughs) surgery to have your balls removed? (laughs) Shaking me. So, yeah. Well, we're going to mention that in a minute too. So, with all due respect, he says the Undertaker retired you, and I'm the guy that's going to retire him. And Roman kind of nods at Sean and leaves, and Sean just kind of looks around like bewildered at the fact that Roman just spoke to him that way. So can't believe he said that and Roman looks back and all of a sudden he is just ambushed out of nowhere by Braun Strowman. Braun just blindsides him and like shoulder blocks him and he f- rolls down the ramp and in between the uh, the barricade and it's a pretty cool spot like a ragdoll just flops down there. And, <laughs> but they're in Detroit this night another smart mark crowd and they're just chanting thank you Strowman. So we got Chicago all over Roman and we got Detroit all over Roman here. So but it was a pretty cool segment seeing Sean out there and to just help put some more star power on this match. I mean, Braun, we all know he's a huge Shawn Michaels fan, so he, he had to come yeah. out there and save yeah. his hero, Shawn Michaels. Exactly. <laughs> he's learned everything from him. I mean, but, he was uh, going to be Braun Michaels, but luckily he It just wasn't. didn't work out, you know? <laughs> Braun Michaels. Son of Shawn. <laughs> they had the same hairline, so it's all good. <laughs> yeah, but one was unintentional. Uh, true. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. These crowds are fantastic here on the road to WrestleMania. As uh, the next yeah. week, March 20th, is in Brooklyn. So they're hitting all Brooklyn, the, the high spots. That's right. Yeah. that means I wrote that later in my note. Like They know how to book on that road to WrestleMania. How do, yes. You're going to get the best fans yes. in that building. Because, again, if you're a casual fan tuning in in February and March, you know it's WrestleMania season. If you see this excitement in the crowd from these Smart Mark fans, like that's that's like – superior booking on Vince or whoever it was. Booking. So uh, my applause goes out to them. Yeah, I'm surprised they weren't in Atlanta any of these weeks. They're usually, they usually hit Atlanta like right around March. They usually hit like the week before, it seems yeah. like, the week, yeah. week or two before. It's happened a show. lot of times, yeah. But, um, yeah, really cool to see. I mean, it's like, I know they don't, there's literally no crowds now, but it's just, right. it's fun to hear how into it these crowds mm-hmm. are in 2017. Uh, the main event tonight, they're going to continue this side feud with, with Braun and Roman here uh, in the main event. And during the show, we get uh, recaps of all their interactions over the past few months. And uh, then we get to my wife, Charlie Caruso, uh, speaking with Roman <laughs> before the match. She talks to Braun later on the night. And Braun tells Charlie that uh, if Undertaker wants to face Roman at WrestleMania, he's going to have to bring a shovel to scrape him off the mat tonight. Ew. Mm. Ew. Mm. Scrape the goo off the mat. Goo. Put it in a bag and carry it to WrestleMania. <laughs> Hide well, the goo. Braun does his best to, to smush Roman here. He, he's pretty dominant over Roman in the early parts of the match, but Roman hits a Superman punch, takes down Strowman. Uh, he uh, does the ooh and sets up for either a punch or a spear or something, but the gong hits, lights go out, lights go up. Taker's in the ring, staring down Roman Reigns. Uh, Taker looks over towards Braun for a moment, then looks back to Reigns, and the crowd is chanting loudly for Taker here. Oh, yeah. He ends up turning around and giving Braun Strowman a choke slam, but, <laughs> uh, but that was his mistake, dude. He turns back around and gets speared by Roman Reigns, uh, and the crowd boos Roman as he stands uh, like a confident heel over the phenom and smiles at him real cocky. And he walks away as Corey Graves wonders if we will see something similar 
at WrestleMania in just 13 days. And uh, you think that's going to be it, but Roman begins to leave and he looks over his shoulder. Taker actually is able to sit up as they stare down at each other and Taker's music plays instead of Roman's as he does the throat slash and they uh, talk a little trash to each other. Mm -hmm. So we frame that shot beautifully with the WrestleMania sign over Undertaker's shoulder to end the show and head us into the go-home show, man. It's actually pretty uh, pretty quick build-up here. Yeah, it is. And one thing I just want to touch on, too, you, you and you mentioned it. You said, you know, when, when Taker went and, and choked Slam Braun, he, he made a mistake. And it's funny because if you watch him, he actually, like, his character, like, he realizes he made a mistake. Because he, like, kind of just goes, like, oh, crap. He, he like, kind of rolls his eyes and shrugs his head, like, oh, no, Roman's behind me. And, like, I like that he doesn't play dumb, you know, like he's not surprised by the music going off and, you know, didn't get rolled up. Like, like it's just the this, this stupid baby face tropes that WWE does or all wrestling does. It's just like, how come when someone's music plays, you have to look to the ramp. Just get on with your freaking match. Dude. Like I, but like this, like it wasn't like Taker was surprised. He's going to turn around to a spear. Like he, he realized it. It clicked in his head. He's like, Oh, dadgum. So he just turns around into it. You know, I like, that little subtle nuance and just something that we've talked about from from episode one, man, 175 episodes. I've been talking about just the little things that he does so well and just that are far superior to almost anybody because he's done it so consistently for so long, you know? Yeah, that's why so, he's in this position that he's in 27 exactly. years later. Yep. Exactly. So I just wanted to just, you know, if you guys are watching this stuff, go back and watch that little thing, right? Just that little, that little thing just really puts it over – and makes it seem more realistic. He, he doesn't seem like a goof. Like a baby face is always get like caught with their pants down. It's just like they're like embarrassed or just get outsmarted. He doesn't, you know. Like I just I love that. I'm not talking about when uh, Christian and Jericho lost their butt. Yeah, game, but. <laughs> they were heels when they got their, yeah, exactly. exposed with their pants down. And this <laughs> man with a uh, Tory Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, also a heel. Yeah, but. <laughs> <laughs> Or babyface in some people's eyes. I mean, uh, <laughs> Ric Flair got exposed with his pants down a few times. <laughs> he, who cares? Face or feel, please. Yeah. But um. Anyway, that's gonna take us to the go home show. I think. Yeah. Uh, March. Yeah, that's 7th. it, man. So that's it. That's um, it. this is a pretty cool. Again, we're in Philly tonight. So this is the site where Roman won the Royal Rumble two years prior, and um, uh, again, big smart mark crowds to Damn. head into wrestlemania chicago detroit brooklyn Philly. yeah that's like it's WWE, awesome. yeah tour that's, de force that's the northeast i mean that's just that's it you know it's just awesome so hitting all those high spots before you go home uh and just a really really cool opening here because the whole then now for everything plays and then it's interrupted by taker's music and we get some like clips of like a graveyard and little images of it and it's kind of scratching going in and um seems like you know maybe taker has something to say tonight um really really cool touch uh, later on we see some a little video interspersed of taker just digging a hole shoveling dirt in a graveyard and his music's playing so just kind of reminded me of the uh late 90s stuff and ministry yeah. stuff too just even or pre- right pre-ministry stuff that that era um with him and kane just something we hadn't seen in quite a while so um then later on uh your wife interviews roman backstage and she says that we've been seeing you know ominous signs from taker all night and roman kind of smirks and is like look i'm a grown man i don't read in the signs or worry about mind games and stuff like that and he's like i don't believe in dead men 
I believe in a big fight. And so he's going to, he's, I'm going to come to the ring and tell everybody what I'm going to do to the Undertaker at WrestleMania. So again, kind of big league and take kind of pulling LeBron James, big league and take Ooh, here, so. That's who he modeled his character after <laughs> yeah, here. Maybe so. So he comes to the, to the ring later on and, um, commentary or hyping the match on Sunday and talking about how Taker is 23-1 and at WrestleMania again. Roman's pacing the ring for a while because he's just kind of soaking in the, letting Philly get their booze out. And right. He says, you know, in 2015, I won the Royal Rumble match right here, and I went on the headline WrestleMania twice. You know, for the longest time, that was the biggest moment of my career, or I thought that was the biggest moment of my career, but I was wrong. Because this year at WrestleMania, I'm facing The Undertaker. And this is going to be the biggest moment of my career because I'm going to do what no man has ever done before me. I'm going to put the dead man down, which, hold, like, Brock defeated the streak. So <laughs> let's not just gloss over that. But, um, well, and, and Shane McMahon was his, his biggest challenger ever last year. Most, most formidable opponent. Formidable opponent. Yes. Going to Papa Vince, yeah. But anyway, I know what he's going for there. But, um, he says, you know, I don't care if you're Goldberg. Brock Lesnar, John Cena, or The Undertaker, because my time is now. And uh, he says that this sold-out arena here is is my house now, and this is my yard. So using Taker's lingo there for him, which, again, he said that to him when he tossed him out at the Rumble, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, I think know, he did. His, uh, his uncle Luther Reigns said that back in their yeah. rivalry. He talked about it being his yard. So this is... This is a family family affair right here. This is Uncle Roman Luther. <laughs> 12 years later trying to avenge <laughs> the legacy of Uncle Luther here. Uncle Horseshoe. <laughs> <laughs> call him Uncle Horseshoe. He really likes turkey. <laughs> He's trying. <laughs> Let me get some of that peas. I had peas before. Her He's peas had peas before. Yeah. I've yeah. had peas before. Oh, happy Thanksgiving, oh, everybody. Uh, <laughs> Forget it. Move on. <laughs> right. Well, after this moment, Taker's gong hits, and uh, we see, you know, we we hear him in a voiceover. We see that the graveyard, you know, the video that was kind of spicing early. He's shoveling dirt, and he says, "Roman Reigns, Roman, you've made a grave mistake. The ring you're standing in is my yard." This is going to be your yard. You live by the words, one versus all. That's why I've carved out a special corner of hell for you, Roman. One isolated from all other souls in my collection. So Taker's getting all the Vince-isms in for him, and you I just check it every – Vince is like, yes, yes, like backstage, like getting it all in. So Dad, dad man walking. <laughs> exactly. Uh, here, dude. Getting <laughs> the dad jokes. <laughs> getting them in. But, um, you know, after that, he looks over, and we, the camera kind of pans out. We see this 
giant headstone that I'm sure Michael Cole would tell us weighs 463 times or something like that. It was like pretty that. big. But it was a big one. But it has, you know, the, the, the date of WrestleMania on it and has Roman Reigns' name. So Taker says, you know, live each day as your last because soon it will be. And at WrestleMania, you will. Of course, you think he's going to say, rest in peace. But then at that point, the lights in the arena go out. The lightning crashes. The gong tolls three or four times, and the crowd's going nuts because they know they're about to see the Undertaker. So the lights come back up. Taker's in the ring right behind Roman. They stare off for a minute. Taker has a mic in his hand. He raises it, and he goes, as I was saying, at WrestleMania, you will rest in peace. He raises his arms up. The lightning crashes, but the lights are still on at this point. He's kind of slowly bringing his arms down, dimming the lights. The gong hits, and we're in total darkness now, and that's how the buildup to this is going to end. So, um, again, this just really took me back to, like, 97, 98, 99 Taker. Uh, maybe even some 96 stuff with uh, Mankind, but just, you know, still using his theatrics and stuff that he didn't use a lot with, like, Kurt Angle and Mark Henry and stuff. I don't know, but just really reminded me of something like that. And there, again, not a lot of physicality. There's been, what, a choke slam and a spear. That's it. So they didn't put each other through tables like him and Shane had to or stuff like that or have a big pull apart like him and Brock or anything. But he did show up like he didn't with, um, you know, with Bray. So, again, <laughs> it's a nice little mix of the old school and the new school. I really like it. And I, I dug how he just, you know, dimmed the lights for us here. He just put us in the mood. So. Yeah, for an Undertaker buildup, it was pretty basic, uh, kind of faint by numbers in some ways, but that's okay. I mean, it's it's telling a much simpler story yeah. here of the the young dog trying to take out the old dog, the top dog mm -hmm. in the yard, which is all it needs to be. You know, uh, yeah. we're not talking about control of the WWE and nope. you know Vince's being the the puppet master behind the Undertaker but we don't really know why or um we don't even there's have no to go streak. into there's no streak there's yeah. no eater of worlds trying to steal Undertaker's powers it's just mm -hmm. it's just one man against another mm -hmm. here uh one um up and coming uh superhero against the uh, the reigning and defending superhero so that's yep. it man and, and just because of the legendary status of Undertaker and the presence and the um, stature of, of Roman Reigns that he's already established in just five years of being in the company, this is going to go on to be the main event yeah. of WrestleMania over two uh, world title matches. Um, four, mm -hmm. if you count the women's title matches. So four mm -hmm. world title matches, including Goldberg and Brock Lesnar and Randy Orton. Uh, this is going to main event over yeah. all of those, which is pretty wild here as we go into WrestleMania 33. Yeah, it's crazy. And this is um, this is special WrestleMania because this is the – we actually watched this one together. This was April 2nd, 2017 from Camping World Stadium. I believe it was called – what was it called back in 2008? Citrus, Citrus, Citrus Bowl. Bowl. Yes. Yeah. So, um, you know, this was a – the previous two WrestleManias, you know, WrestleMania, well, WrestleMania 2014, WrestleMania 30, I would watch at my uh, mother-in-law's house in Nashville on the network. And uh, the next year, I was at the children's home working, couldn't get off, I watched that. The next year, I watched at the children's home with the kids. This one, I was actually off that week. And so we decided that we'd watch it together. And uh, you drove up here to, to watch it with me. So. Indeed, I did. Our, our first WrestleMania together since... WrestleMania 27, watching it uh, mm -hmm. in Atlanta. So we, we decided 
that had been far too long. Uh, and like you said, you, you had an off weekend. So um, I actually, I did have to work Sunday morning. I was working at a church at that time. So had to go to church service and then uh, got in the car right at noon. As soon as we got out of service, uh, put, a, put a different shirt on and, and got in the car and drove straight there. And it's uh, about, I don't know, five hour five drive hours, yeah. or so from Atlanta to, to Kingsport. Uh, stopped for lunch or something in the middle and got there just in time for the show because, uh, you know, it was a uh, seven-hour show back then. So. <laughs> With the yeah. pre-show, I mean, basically was. Yeah. Uh, actually, I missed uh, most of the pre-show, but got there in time for the show. And, it, man, it was it was great. Uh, it was so cool. Uh, I was only going to be able to stay that in one night and have yeah. to drive back the next day. But it was worth it. Uh, like you said, you and I had both watched WrestleMania by ourselves for the past few years. So it felt good to reunite and do it like the old days. And oh, yeah. um, I brought my vintage Andre and Hulk Hogan mugs that we drank our Dr. Peppers out of. And um, we had some donuts. I think we had pizza or something. I don't something know. That, yeah. Something it was good. good though. And uh, had a blast, man. It was it was. Really fun show, in my opinion. Yeah, this is a fun show. I think this is a fun show from top to bottom. Again, getting to see the Hardys come back. I mean, we turned into 14-year-olds again. <laughs> Seeing them come back. You know, because it wasn't confirmed. You People had speculated, but it wasn't It wasn't no. out there that it had happened, you know. And so to there were see rumors, it, but yeah. it, was, it was legit. I mean, they had wrestled at Ring of Honor the night before. In, in a, a ladder, ladder match. match with the, with the Bucks, <laughs> you know. like Yeah, so it was like. Seeing that was awesome, and AJ and Shane probably had the best match of the night. Like they, they it killed great. it, dude. It was yeah, a they did. Great match. You they know? did. Goldberg um, and Brock was thank awesome. Thank you. Awesome. <laughs> My dude. opinion. Yeah. yeah. They had an what awesome match. What more do you match. want, man? That was like Godzilla vs. King Kong, dude. Just it's like Rampage movie, but actually good. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Rocky. And Braun Strowman, the guy that we talked about. Throughout this buildup, he is the third man in this build between Roman and Undertaker. Yeah. You said he was undefeated for months until he yeah. lost to Roman Reigns that night uh, at Fastlane. So he's in the main event of Fastlane uh, or, or in a featured match at Fastlane, does all this other stuff. Less than a month later, WrestleMania, he's in the pre-show Andre the Giant Battle Royal yeah. and gets eliminated halfway through it. Doesn't even mm-hmm. win. The Battle right. Royal in the pre-show. That just like, I just thought that was so funny. Looking back at the card, because I was like, where is Braun on this card? Yeah, I know. Like, he's been a part of this buildup, and I had to remind myself, oh, he's he gets tossed halfway through the Battle Royal, which gets won by Mojo Raleigh. Yeah. It's like, what were they thinking? I man? don't know, man. Who were we talking know. about a few years ago that kind of had the same thing? Like, he was a big part of stuff, and then gets just in the Battle Royal before WrestleMania? Well, I remember a long time ago, Rikishi and Haku came. Haku was a huge that part of that storyline. Yeah. And then all of a, they're not even on Mania that year. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were big. There's been plenty of guys like that, though. I mean, just come yeah. in and... There was one well, that he, came up a few years yeah. ago. But, uh, yeah, that Rikishi and Haku was one. You're right. Yeah. But there was somebody bigger. I can't remember who it was, but, yeah, anyway. But, um, yeah, fun show. Um, but, again, obviously... 
the highlight for Talking Taker is going to be the actual main event. And again, like you said, I don't think they had officially announced Taker versus Roman as no. main event yet. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're watching. The night progresses. You get the WWE title match, the Universal title match. You're like, oh, oh, crap, dude. Like, it's it's going down. Like, Roman's going to main event another WrestleMania. This will be, what, three in a row? I think. Uh, four, 15, Roman 2015, 16, yes. 17. Yeah. Yes. This, be this third one in a row, and you're like, dude, and Taker's about to main event. So, like, this makes you think as you're watching it this might be it like this might be his last match because there's nothing on there's no streak on the line there's no title on the line but roman's the guy you know he's the guy so vince must be putting this on last because this is taker's last match you know you can kind of i remember kind of formulating that opinion as we're watching it talking about it you know so um but again they didn't announce it and so you just kind of pick up on it as it's going like oh crap that's gonna be the main event so you're right. That is the unspoken thread that we have not really talked about throughout this episode yet is the they're not really saying it on TV. But if you're a fan, you're thinking, yep, this is probably it mm-hmm. for The Undertaker. Why else would this be the main event? Of right. The night? Like this is him putting over Roman, the guy that Vince has been. For better or worse, he, he's been shoving him down people's throats. They've been trying to make the next guy. They've been trying to make him the next John Cena or the next Hulk Hogan, the next Rock, rock. whatever you want to say. They've so been cool. trying to make him the guy for the past three years. Uh, it's worked, you know, to some level, but uh, he hadn't quite gotten there in a lot of the fans' eyes. But it felt like this is the last sacrifice to make would be The Undertaker. Mm-hmm. This is how he's going to go out. Uh, we've all been kind of thinking it for the past few years ever since he lost the streak. Mm-hmm. Um, this is probably going to be it right here. Um, and they do everything to add to that uh, from yeah. making it the main event uh, to the commentary, which we'll get to uh, right after the video package for the match. Yeah, we got a video package with, um, you know, starts with uh, Remember the Rumble, you know, because, again, Remember the Alamo. They're in the Alamo Dome, and it's got a song, uh, I think you wrote it down here, it's called Run On, which it samples, uh, it's a cover of God's Gonna Cut You Down by Johnny Cash. So another year at WrestleMania, another Johnny Cash song from that. Absolutely. I love it, dude. I didn't realize how, like, I think of... Um, I mean, I, I think Johnny Cash with him at, at 27 because we were there, but I didn't realize how many other times he used Johnny Cash, you know? So I think him was a George Strait guy. So uh, Imagine great. if Johnny Cash had lived another 10, 15 years and yeah. played Undertaker out oh, at WrestleMania. Great. That would have been the greatest of all time. Oh, yeah. And she yeah, just got same. a hologram. Oh, that'd be great, so... <laughs> Yeah, we just kind of sample that song, and it's 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 great. It fits well, and it's got another song called "Blood on My Name" or something by the Brothers Bright. But it's again, it's really fits the, the lyrics fit in with this whole story, and we got highlights of Taker's whole career and Roman's, you know, you know his his you know his, his elementary career here. I mean, he's he's young. He's five years in. He's a, he's a kid still, you know. Taker's been there for twenty five, twenty seven years now. So um, he's had a dominant five years. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Absolutely, and that's kind of the point of this. You know, he's the big dog, and Cole even says before that, is tonight going to be the changing of the big dog? So I thought he meant that brand from the 90s was coming back or something. Like, Ooh. big dog shirts, you know? It's like, they're I, coming back. I didn't think it ever left. 
I saw a guy <laughs> one the other day, dude, like at, at work, and I was like, bro, that shirt's 25 years old, at mm. least. <laughs> I used to have like a dozen of those, man. I, I never had one. My dad had oh, one. My brother what? had one. I never had one. But anyway, so come back from the the music video, uh, and we hear another familiar song that we weren't sure we we're going to hear on this night, so. Wait a second. That's that's good old JR's music playing. What's happening yeah. here? Jim Ross makes the stroll down to the Oklahoma fight song, and he is going to join Michael Cole and JBL for commentary for the main event, which was pretty daggum special here because uh, he hadn't been with the company uh, for a while, and actually his wife had tragically passed away just a, just within like, days of like this show. Like six days or five, yeah. Yeah. Like, out of nowhere, had, had passed away. So, I mean, you could tell when JR sits down how emotional it is. The crowd gives mm-hmm. him an incredible reaction. So it feels really special to have him back here, you know, not just because of that. Um, but, it, it, it again, this is making it feel like, okay, exactly. this is something's going on here it's like, a special night yeah. you know jr and vince are never best friends but for, for for vince to be wanting to bring jr back uh to have him call this match what's what's the deal here right yeah it was like i remember him coming back and we were both just kind of like dude this is it like this is going to be taker's last match like it's on last there's no stakes it's roman jr's back and his wife just died this week like you know this was taker's call like let's get jr yeah. back to do what he does best but really if undertaker cool. was thinking yeah i'm gonna wrestle another five years after this he yeah we wouldn't have jr come back but well, yeah the week is, his wife dies yeah so um yeah pretty pretty special here and i really just dug it and and you also see um you also see michelle mccool directly behind commentary like when when jagger took and like you see the the legitimate um reaction that cole and jbl give jr it's not jbl playing a heel and trying to you know heal on <laughs> J- like he's this dude's wife just died for real man like they're just and they just they had the utmost respect for him it's really cool and like i said michelle you see her right behind commentary i think later on she moves um but roman gonna get a pretty cool entrance next man mm-hmm. i really dug this his music hits and of course uh they're booing him which is fine uh, he he plays it just fine and uh, but he does the whole fist, you know, he puts slams his fist into the ramp, and then the fireworks just boom, 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 all the way down this 64 mile ramp that they've got going on here, man. It's just uh, pretty cool to see, and just pyro everywhere. Yeah, from the top of the stadium, like yeah, pyro circles around off of that. There's so much pyro on this yeah. night. They just had pyro right before this when they did the attendance announcement for over 75,000. Uh-huh. They blew their pyro budget here all tonight. But uh, as Roman is walking to the ring, uh, the ring announcer JoJo tells us that this match is no DQ, no counter, and no holds barred, which is the mm. first I'm hearing of any of that. <laughs> Did I miss something? No. They never what? said any of that. They're just like, oh, yeah, by the way. <laughs> yeah. That's the old Pat Patterson special right exactly. there. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's – um. Yeah, news to us. It just happens. So they do that at Mania sometimes. Like I remember the Punk and Jericho. It's like, oh yeah, by the way, if, you know, it's whatever. You, you can if you get disqualified, you lose your title. So it's just like I hate when they throw stuff in the end. But for this, it makes sense what we're gonna see here. But honestly, since Taker's matches with Sean, it's like every year it's no holds barred. 
Pretty basically, much. you know, yeah, um, just so they can do some extra fancy stuff on the outside and go through tables or whatnot. But, you know, when you said no holes barred, it made me think of Zeus, who just passed away recently. So rest in peace, Zeus. He's back on Mount Olympus. So, um, you know, Tiny Lister. Uh, we don't talk about him too much here, but Star of the Dark Knight. It's great. I'd, I was waiting for you to get <laughs> in my, the Batman yeah, reference. Yep. Exactly. Got to get it in. So He saved the whole boat of people. Oh, he's, Two he's boats great. of people. He's great in that movie. He's man. the real. I won't say Dark Knight, but he's a real hero there. So, the <laughs> <Okay>. White Knight. <laughs> anyway, let's Anyway, go. Uh, Roman makes his way out. Uh, JBL in commentary says, no matter what Roman does yes. over the next 20 years, this will be the match of his life, which some may argue uh, that is the case here. As... Yeah, it probably would have been the case if this was actually Taker's last match. You know what I'm saying? Like right. It probably would have been it. So, from what sure. they know, that's a true statement. But go ahead. Well, Undertaker, he makes Roman wait for a few seconds, as he typically does. The gong hits, and Undertaker's music hits. Um, the lights are flickering, the smoke billows, the flames rise up, and Undertaker is going to rise up from underneath the stage, uh, similar to what he did with at WrestleMania 25 with Shawn. Uh, really cool visual there, and it's going to be important for later on. Yeah. And uh, he's got the same look that we've seen lately. You know, he's got this long sleeve black leather coat. Got some fancy designs on it. He's got the hat. He's got the tank top, the leather pants. And uh, I don't have the statistics, but this might be his longest entrance ever, dude, because this is the longest entry ramp I've ever seen in my entire life. It is oh. absurd. Imagine if he came out at the top, like he comes out halfway down and it's still like forever long, you know? Um, yeah, this is a very long entrance, uh, very, very long walk for him. And, you know, we know now that his hip was pretty jacked up. So I'm sure that may have had something to do with this, not making him walk all the way down too. And just like you said, that hole that he comes up out of, will will come full circle back to that. So, but, um, I do dig, how there's there's a cool shot and I'll, we'll post it on social media of of him you know just uh, coming out and the WrestleMania sign behind him and the flames it just they just do such a great job and again this is his quote unquote final entrance so he gets a pretty cool one here and Roman's just serious just staring at him not intimidated you know he's he's here to take the big dog out and the one of the best parts and you talk about this a lot you you point out commentary lays out his entire walk down to the ring they don't say a word. Not a um, word. Not a word. And then he gets in there and raises the lights, gets in the ring, and they stare down right before he removes his hat and, the, you know, the thunder cracks. And um, I want to circle back around to that jacket as we get to the end, too, so uh, as he okay. removes his jacket here. So that's when commentary finally snaps into it and starts talking. So They do. As uh, we see, John Cohn is going to be the referee for this match. And Taker and Roman stare down for just a moment uh, before oh. John Cohn. John Cohn's a father of future tag team champion with Braun Strowman. Oh, that's right. Yeah, just next year, man. <laughs> yeah, Braun goes from tying it all together. World beater to pre-show to tag teaming with to, his seven-year-old. To babysitter. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> well, uh, they're going to get right into it here, man. The yeah. bell's going to ring. And Roman comes swinging at Undertaker with a right hand, but Taker backs Roman into the corner with a few soup bones of his own. And then Undertaker tosses Roman over the top rope. 
which is a nod to the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. Roman tossing him over the top rope, and he yells down to Roman, this is my yard, which is Love it. what Roman <laughs> did at the Royal Rumble. So they're picking up right where they left off. Yes, I, uh, I love that. I love that, man. I just I got uh, – yeah, it's just so smart, man. And then Roman's going to slide in, take her slugs away on him again, tosses him over the top rope again, or maybe just through the – I don't know. He tosses him out again, and he says, it's still my yard. And I just yes. like, dude, it's just like a mean older brother being like, dude, you are not – you're not ready to step to me yet, dude. I love it. I, I love uh, – I just love the symmetry of it too from, from WrestleMania. So really cool. And, and kudos to Michael Cole because he actually pointed mm-hmm. out that this was a callback to that. So a lot of times commentary will miss that stuff, right. or whiff on it, and uh, we give commentary a hard time plenty on this show. But uh, you know we like to point it out when they when they get it right, and I appreciate that he uh, was paying attention enough to recognize that. Yeah, another thing Cole gets right too. He reminds us that last time they were in this arena, uh, Taker won the world title. You know, back at mm-hmm. WrestleMania 24. So in a great in match, the main event know? in the main event again. Yeah, so. That's his town, man. It's his town. It's his yard. He loves Orlando, <laughs> it's dude. WrestleMania town. So. Got a season yeah. pass to, exactly. to the main event. <laughs> the ultimate season <laughs> yeah. pass to the main event of WrestleMania in Orlando. Time out. Time out. <laughs> so this WrestleMania, it has the thrill ride uh, theme because they're in Orlando. Yeah. They've got like the giant roller coaster set, which is so cool. Why has there never been a WWE theme park? I don't or, know. At least like a a, Section, a roller coaster, yeah. even just a roller coaster at Universal. Like, yeah, I don't that know. would be freaking awesome. <clears throat> it would be. I don't know why. There's, there definitely should be one. You know, this whole time there should be one. I think yeah. when they do, like they'll build like a physical Hall of Fame. They'll have a they'll have a roller coaster there one day. Yeah, I mean they had like a roller coaster. They had like the Niagara Falls thing back in the 2000s. But man, they, they should have a ride at Universal. Yeah, owned by them. You know, they could. Yeah, that would be a huge hit. Exactly. That'd be so great. I right? think so. I mean, great. This would have been a great way to open it. The ultimate thrill ride. So, <clears throat> unbelievable, unbelievable. Yeah. Well, you know, getting back to this thrill ride here, Taker and Roman <laughs> are going to go back and forth, and then Roman's going to close on Taker over the top, but he sticks that perfect ten landing. So again, yes. looking at it in 2017 eyes, this is his last match. He's hitting, you know, the classic stuff here. He's landing the perfect ten. Uh, and he's going to drag Roman under the bottom rope like he used to. Headbutts, throws Roman into the steps, and then we get a big Roman sucks chance from Orlando. So there's firmly behind the dead man here. It is so interesting that you said that, Travis, because I just I just realized something after you said that as I'm thinking through my notes. Undertaker does not hit, doesn't even go for old school nope. once in this match. Mm-mm, not once. I just realized that. Yep, I just realized I, it too as I said it, that. <laughs> When was the last time we saw that? I mean, he's always yeah. done that. That's a staple. I don't know. That's weird. And you think it's because of his, his injuries? I think it's because of his hip. Yeah, because he yeah. just, I bet he was like, well, he doesn't do the apron leg drop either, does he? We're about to get to it. No. Yep. So, yeah, I think it's Interesting. Uh, the hip stuff. Hips don't yeah. lie, baby. The hips wow. don't wow. lie. Shakira <laughs> was right. <laughs> How did we get here? <laughs> Ooh, that's what we do here on this show, man. 175 episodes. Um, 
Undertaker is going to drag Roman out of the ring after that perfect 10 landing. He is the aggressor here as he whips Roman into the stairs. Uh, crowd chants, Roman sucks. They are giving it to Roman. Undertaker tosses Roman back into the ring. He whips him into the ropes. But Roman is going to connect with a Samoan drop. And he's going to stomp Undertaker a little bit before picking him up, hitting him with a headbutt. And Undertaker's going to take a little breather, try to uh, reassess things as he rolls outside the ring. He rolls out, and then Roman comes out there, and Taker just kind of jabs him in the face. And JBL says, you know, Roman's not showing intimidation here, which is true. Uh, uh, Taker goes for snake eyes but on the outside, but it gets reversed, and he goes head first into the ring post. And then he's kind of leaning on the apron, and Roman's going to come up and hit that drive-by drop kick, which was really unique. Nobody else was doing that. And I, I really liked that move. But his, we, when he was back in the shield, that was one of my favorite spots they would do, setting him up for that. So hits that drive-by. And, uh, again, JR's back, so you know we're going to talk about their athleticism. I'm surprised he didn't say he was, you know, defensive lineman at Georgia Tech or whatever he was. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> he didn't quite dig that deep, but he does talk about the athleticism here. So. He does here. And, uh, man, you can kind of start already at this point seeing the slowness of Undertaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he looked pretty good here the first couple minutes. He had that adrenaline going through his veins, but you can already see him starting to slow down. You see how much his body is hurting him. You know, he's not in the best shape here, just like looking at his body. And uh, you can already tell, although, I mean, he's he's going to give his all throughout this match, no question. Uh, as Roman whips Undertaker back into the ring, Taker staggers back into the corner as Roman hits some more punches and uppercuts. They start trading the boo-yay punches. Of course, the boo and Roman, they're uh, cheering for Undertaker. Uh, Undertaker whips Roman in the ropes, but then puts his head down. And Roman's going to kick Undertaker right in the face. But Taker just bucks right up and gives him that, uh, gives him the look. Yeah, gives him the look and just smacks him across the face and... Goes for the stinger splash in the corner. Snake eyes, big boot, leg drop. Taker covers for two, and which I guess is the first pinfall cover. And signals for the choke slam. Dude, here, but... it, it's been a while since he's hit that combo. Oh yeah, he usually has. gets cut off. So I, I noticed that too. It's been a while. Yeah, I think that's just like him going back to the basics here. But like you're right, he doesn't. He can still hit those and probably not blow his hip out. But I can't imagine him hitting the apron leg drop and jumping off the top rope with the hip as bad as he had. So. Yeah, he's going to go for the choke slam, the signal for it, and Roman rolls out, takes a powder, and kind of plays a heel roll there. But I want to circle back one second. One of those quote that JBL says, he says, you know, <coughs> if you lose to The Undertaker at WrestleMania, you're one of many former champions. But if you win... Yeah? That's it. No, okay. That's all he says. <laughs> that's all he says. He has nothing to say, because only one guy's ever won, I guess. So I don't know. Just, if you win... <laughs> He did, yeah, but he's got nothing. So. <laughs> well, uh, they're they're on the outside here again, and Undertaker's gonna start tearing apart the uh, English announce table, but Roman's gonna come back and distract him with another of those drive-by drop kicks. Uh, he's gonna go for another one, but Undertaker's gonna catch him this time, and he choke slams him on the German announce table, which does not break. Oh, those and, Germans, uh, they know how to build a table, man. They know how to build a table here. Uh, we get some more table play as Taker heads over to the Spanish announce table, starts to take that apart. 
and then he's gonna stand up on the English announce table and do the throat slash as he's about to uh, give it to Roman. Yeah, and then Roman just spears him out of nowhere and drives Taker through the Spanish announce table, just back first. And this was kind of a nasty spot. The way yeah. Roman lands, he lands really awkwardly on his head. It reminds me of that um, spear that Goldberg and um, Goldberg and DDP at Halloween Havoc when Goldberg like, jacks his head up when he, he, he lands head first. This reminded me of the same exact thing. Uh, I remember us That's watching interesting. and being like, ooh, because we were both like, oh, golly. S- See, I thought Undertaker took the worst of it when I watched it because he got he goes up, man. He he takes a huge yeah. Bump he goes back coming down. I just I was cringing for Taker. I didn't even well, really I remember us sitting here though on my couch and being like ooh because I mean, it was just yeah they both took a nasty spill on that. But I remember just Roman almost looked like he got DDT'd Rob Van Dam style. You know, it just bounces off his head. So pretty nasty, pretty nasty there. That's a huge spot, and, you know, they, they let it breathe there for a moment. Uh, Roman's going to take his time, struggling to his feet. Undertaker is just dead, mm-hmm. uh, more so than normal on the outside. As Roman's going to crawl back into the ring, he's going to stand up tall. Uh, he's still selling, but he's going to get to his feet, and the crowd is just booing him. And Roman starts talking trash at Undertaker mm-hmm. on the outside, and Taker just sits up. There's a perfect Undertaker moment as he sits up despite all this and crawls back into the ring. Oh, yeah, it's great. Yeah, he's whose yard is it now, Taker? And Taker sits up. It's just perfectly timed, man. And then Roman's going to kick him and close on him in the corner repeatedly. Like That's one of those uh, main spots Roman does, those repeated uh, close-ons in the corner. But then he's going to get a little cocky, go up on the middle rope for ten punches, and you know what's coming next, so... He actually grabs Taker's face and yells, my yard. Well, that ain't going to fly with a dead man. So he picks him up, hits a last ride out of the corner. But Roman's going to kick out at two. And Taker is shocked and just immediately just looks over and just pops Roman in the face. Like, again, like he's a big brother, (laughs) just like annoyed at his little brother, you know. He does, dude. And uh, he's going to. Continue to try to teach him a lesson. He's, he goes outside. He grabs a chair from underneath the ring and brings it into the ring. We've seen the chair come into play a few times with Undertaker at WrestleMania. Uh, he's going to kick Roman down, put him down, uh, shove the chair into Roman's side, give another chair shot to Roman's back, and signal for the choke slam. But as we've seen here a few times, uh, Roman's going to roll out of the ring to sort of block it. Um, Taker's going to chase after him. Roman's going to roll back in, Taker's going to roll back in, and Roman's going to come running at Undertaker with a Superman punch. So, good little strategy there from Roman yeah. as he knocks Undertaker into the ropes with that Superman punch. I mean, yeah, the younger, the faster guy, he kind of outsmarted him and hit that Superman punch, and then he's going to follow that up with another one. But he's going to go for a third, and Taker's like, stops him, and he goozles him and choke slams him on the chair. And all I could think of was the theme song from Scrubs. So I'm no Superman. So yes. anyway, just chokes, like that, choke slams him on the chair, cover for a near fall, almost got it. Taker's gonna stand up, get the throat slash, gets Roman up, and then follows up with another one of his finishing moves, a tombstone. Gonna do the right class. There. Yeah, just right there in the middle. Classic cover. How many matches has this finished? How many WrestleMania matches has this finished? But in recent years, you know, it hasn't had the same strength. 
and Roman is able to kick out of a tombstone. And Undertaker is shocked. He makes the same face he made with Shawn Michaels Mm -hmm. all those years ago. The crowd is angry. They are not having it here. And up to this point, it's been a pretty good match considering Mm -hmm. everybody's limitations. Um, They've told a really good story. And now is the infamous moments where things start to fall apart here as Undertaker is going to pick up Roman Reigns. He's going to hoist him up by the vest and he's going to go for a second tombstone. And uh, yeah, this is where it starts to go downhill. Yeah, he they try the, you know, the famous, you know, I'm going to tombstone you, but then you're going to flip backwards. I'm going to flip backwards and you pick me up and now you've got me in tombstone position, but it doesn't work quite well. And I think it's a combination of two things. It's just me guessing. A, Taker's very heavy here and just very, you know, his hips, his hips doesn't lie, man. It's, it's, he's out of shape and he's hurting. But if you watch again, when Roman goes up, he just kind of, he doesn't actually get in the full tombstone position and then flip back. He's almost like in a running power cell, like just, just over Taker's shoulder. So then he flips real quick. Like It doesn't give Taker enough time to kind of stand up and then bend backwards. I'm not blaming Roman for it at all. And Taker, I don't think Taker would. He'd probably blame himself. But I'm just saying it was definitely not as smooth of a transition as we normally have. Or maybe it was too smooth. It was too seamless. And so Taker just, like, can't handle it. And he just he flops, and Roman tries to pick him up. And he flops again. The crowd's kind of booing all over it because they just know that that sucked. It sucked to see, you know. Um, and you see them struggling to get out of it. But then um, Roman, he's not a he's not a veteran here, but he makes a really good improvisation, and he just kind of turns this into another Superman punch and covers Taker and gets a two count. So um, I'll give him props for that, you know. I'm sure he just called that right there. Like, I think that's the most impressive thing about Roman Reigns in this match is that he never mm-hmm. loses his cool. No. And he sort of carries Undertaker at this low point and, yep. and is able to, to, you know, as much as possible seamlessly get out of these, this spot and another one that's going to happen yeah. later on in the match as well. I think that probably in Taker's eyes and in Vince's eyes, watching that, those two moments more than anything gained Roman a lot of respect, a lot of credibility in his eyes showed him that, you know, he, he's not going to lose his cool there in this big moment, but um, yeah, he's not going to go like 25 year old Randy Orton and pitch a fit and stomp (laughs) or Shawn Michaels stomping on Vader's head in the middle of the night. He's not, he's professional, which again, who do we talk about? Used to be like that when he was early on his career taker. So he never got frustrated, never got flustered. He was always professional. You could see him when he had to improvise. He would just make stuff up and make it work. Like it was just it, the parallel here is is really uncanny, honestly, to an early Undertaker. It is, and uh, you know this is a this is a famous moment. Uh, it's it's yeah. a big moment in the Last Ride documentary that they talk about. Yeah, we see Undertaker watching it back and and cringing mm-hmm. during it. Um, it's honestly probably his biggest flub or botch on like a stage like this that we've ever seen in in 27 years and that's why it's so painful uh to watch and that you know the crowd boos it but they all it really doesn't last that long because Mm -mm. i think they just kind of feel 
for their hero. Like they, they want to try to encourage him to get it back together. And, and they really do. They boo at first, but they're pretty forgiving Mm -hmm. crowd because, because they get right back into this match as they try to recover from it. Uh, Like you said, Roman goes for a cover off that Superman punch, but Undertaker's going to kick out. Uh, Roman backs up into the corner and goes for a spear. He roars and then connects and goes for a pin, but Undertaker's going to slide right into Hell's Gate. And I'm telling you, man, the crowd is right back in it. They pop huge for that Hell's Gate submission. Well, nine years ago when they were there, Taker won the match there, won the world title with that match or that move. I mean, so, but uh, this one, I'll be honest with you, it's not the prettiest Hell's Gate we've ever seen. No. More like an arm bar, but it's really cool, but... Rain it rains rolls around and is able to reach the bottom rope with his feet. And then John Cone, who I think is a great referee, he calls for a taker to break the hole, but it's a no holds barred match, dude. I no DQ. I don't I don't get it. I don't I don't That's understand. So stupid. I know. And then top that off, JBL says, Well a DQ or a pinfall has to happen in the ring. And then Cole's like, I think you mean submission or pinfall. And then JBL doesn't say anything, but like, it's just, why? Why is there a road break if there's no holds barred? Yeah, I mean, I understand, like, technically the ropes is outside the ring. That's why it's, that's why it's a rope break. Because if you, if you reach outside the ropes, you're outside the ring. Um, That's why they break the hold. But that's fine that uh, if, if, uh, if Roman's outside the ring, he he can't tap out. But Undertaker doesn't have to break the hold because right. it's no holds barred. It's yeah. it's no DQ, so he can't be DQ'd if he doesn't break the hold. Even right. if Roman can't technically submit if he's outside the ring. So, Roman, yeah, this just this is just dumb. Roman could tap for four minutes straight, and it doesn't matter because Taker can't win that. Or I guess he could win that way. Yeah, never mind. So never mind. I forgot I was no tap outs. But yeah, it's just I've never understood that. I remember Jericho tried to explain it. In his Wrestle Kingdom match, there was no DQ with him and Kenny Omega, and he had him in the walls of Jericho or Lion Tamer, and Kenny got the ropes, and the referee called rope break, and people crapped all over Jericho for allowing that to happen. He was like, no, it makes sense, blah, 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 dude, shut it. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't nope. make sense. You can never work. do that. It doesn't. But anyway, after that, JR says, well, now I guess we're back at square one. So, And then, you know, Taker tries to get up, and he's crawling towards the chair, and he's I think he's selling the exhaustion, but he's also looking really rough too. Um, right. And then a cool, a cool moment here, uh, just to image Roman stomps on the chair to prevent him from using it, and he grabs the chair and smashes take across the back, and the chest, and the back, and the chest, and the back again, and he yells, "Stay down," which is again a callback to those Sean and Triple H matches from from years ago. Um, that was all a part of that story told over those four years. So one more time, he'd take her across the back, and you just kind of feel like, oh, he's hitting Grandpa out there. I mean, on the chair, come on. Yeah, and that just tells you this man's commitment to this moment and to this business. Like, he knows he he can't jump off the top rope and do old school. He knows he can't jump over the top rope and do that flying cow dive. What can I do? Mm-hmm. I can I can take some chair shots. Yeah, you know I will be sore for a couple weeks or a couple months, but yeah. you know what? I can sit there and take, take some chair shots yep. to try to make this match more memorable and try to put this kid over. Like I wouldn't do that at 34 years old, and he's out here doing it 50, at yeah. 50 years old. Like exactly. Just, what what a man. <laughs> oh yeah. 
and uh, the crowd is feeling it, man. That they they really do tell a good story despite the flubby yeah. dubs, because they're trying to pull Undertaker back into it. He slowly tries to climb up the ropes to get back up to his feet, and then Roman is gonna hit another spear on Undertaker, but Undertaker's gonna kick out. He's gonna fight with every ounce of breath in his body uh, as Roman unleashes another spear. And then Taker kicks out again as the crowd just starts doing those yes chants. Roman can't believe it. What is it going to take to put this man down? Yeah, this crowd is in a frenzy at this point, man. And JR's like, this match isn't for the weak at heart. You know, it's just, and Roman's just shaking his head like, no, like this, these moves put everybody down. And then he's going to go for another Superman punch and hit Taker. And Taker is just out. You know, it looks like his lights are out. Roman leans back in the corner instead of covering him, though. He kind of looks at the destruction, and it's like, you know, you think he would crawl over and cover him, but it's almost like Roman's feeling a little bit of remorse for the beating he's given him. You know, kind of like Triple H did a little bit in their matches. You know, just didn't want to have to put him out of his misery, but he, but he knew he needed to. So, and then Taker tries to sit up here, and he, he gets almost halfway up, and then he, it's very, very dramatic here, and then he, collapses over and jr says you know his body just wouldn't allow it and again great storytelling man really is man i was surprised watching back because i just think about the botches Mm -hmm. in this match and that's how it's burned into my memory but man they they really do tell a great story here as um uh undertaker you know he tells looks up at roman he tells him he doesn't have the balls to put him down and Roman goes running towards the ropes and I'm not even sure what was supposed to happen here, but him and Taker just kind of have a malfunction at the junction yet again. And I, I don't know if he was supposed to go for a spear, supposed to go for another Superman punch. Undertaker wasn't in the right spot for it. So they just kind of huddle up and circle each other as Roman push, punches Undertaker into the ropes and then uh, Undertaker kind of stumbles towards the center of the ring for a pretty unique finish here. It's something I don't remember Roman ever doing before, uh, but but I, I like uh, I like the the image of it, you know. Yeah, he's gonna run, hit the far ropes, then come back and hit the near side ropes for the hard cam, and then run back and hit the far ropes again. So getting a lot of momentum is the name of the game here, and hit one final spear on Undertaker. Unfortunately, Taker, I think he's a little bit lost, and he spins around in the middle of it, and like he's going to get hit. So and if he just stood still, it would have looked even cooler. But, again, I'm not taking anything away from him. I still uh, enjoy this spot, but it's really cool to watch Taker get – or watch Roman get all this momentum, and then he just nails Taker with a with a final spear and uh, covers the Undertaker there to get the three count at 23 minutes. So, um, huh, how fitting. Yeah. 23 and 2. Yeah, exactly. 23 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but he's helpless. Yes, he's, he's absolutely helpless. Undertaker tried to set up. He tried to set up, but his body would not allow it. you got to wonder if the Undertaker's body is giving out on him. That, that legendary heart and that legendary soul is not, but is the body quitting on the undertaker but i'm not counting him out 
Reigns processing this information that is before him. Can Reigns finally get the combination to put The Undertaker down for the three count in the biggest victory of his WrestleMania career? His hands are down. Well, look out, look out here. Momentum, momentum, oh, man! And a huge spear into the heart of The Undertaker. And Roman Reigns has defeated The Undertaker at WrestleMania. Here is Thunder Spear. Roman Reigns. My God, what a physical matchup. Arguably the greatest win of Roman Reigns' career. Maybe the greatest win of Roman Reigns' career 20 years from now, 100 years from now. He just defeated The Undertaker, who The Undertaker emptied everything in his arsenal, maybe everything in his soul. Go back and take inventory of this match. You'll see just exactly the pain, the agony that Roman Reigns withstood to come out a victor in this huge matchup that I agree with John. Roman Reigns will be talking about this match for the rest of his career. You're right, JR. You almost got the impression that Roman Reigns didn't want to put The Undertaker away. And how about The Undertaker? Undertaker would not stay down. He forced Roman Reigns to keep him down. So, pretty cool um, ending there. Again, I think a lot of people remember this match and remember it for the flubbed tombstone and kind of that spot right there where uh, Taker spins around, looks like he's doing a do-si-do with himself in the middle before Roman spears him. But take those things away. This was, this was a fun match. It was a good story to be told, man. I really enjoyed the storytelling of this match. It wasn't Sean and and Taker classic. It wasn't CM Punk and him like um, as phenomenal as that. But this was I, I liked this. And if this was supposed to be his final match, take those two flubs out, man. This was this was a good story to be told. Yeah, I you know I wouldn't I wouldn't say fun for me, but it's definitely it, it had some epic moments and and like it had it had that outline for an epic match like yeah. i could see them plotting it out and you know had everything worked perfectly um it, it would have been an incredible finale yes it would have put roman over huge it would have had undertaker going out in a blaze of glory there at the end it, it really could have been a perfect way for him to go out on and for 85% of it, it works. Mm-hmm. Like up until that that big botch uh, with the tombstone in the middle, they're they're nailing it. You know, yeah. They're going to the best of their abilities. Undertaker's doing uh, the best that he can, and Roman is living up to the moment. But they just never quite recover. They, they do their best to recover from that moment. And uh, unfortunately, it is tarnished by all of that here. And um, that's why... Uh, as we saw in the last ride documentary, that's why we're going to have about uh, seven or eight more episodes mm-hmm. to talk about because the undertaker was not satisfied. He could not go out on that moment. And then 
the next time he came out, he wasn't satisfied. And then the time after that, he wasn't satisfied. And then the time after that, he wasn't satisfied. He kept having to chase that glory mm-hmm. um, or, or chase that perfect moment, that perfect finale. He just couldn't quite get it uh, until we got to uh, WrestleMania here in 2020. Yeah, it's but and the ending of this match is kind of different. You wrote in your in your notes here a really a good word. It's kind of subdued almost. You know, um, because Roman doesn't like, he doesn't like go nuts and celebrate like, yeah, I just beat like, he's almost like his character is feeling remorse for what he had to do. Like he has respect for the dead man. He's not afraid of him, but like, he's kind of like, oh man, I just put this guy in misery, you know? So, um, but even the, like JR has a line. He says, Roman Reigns defeated the Undertaker at WrestleMania with a thunderous spear. And this is the biggest win in Roman's career, but. They're putting both these guys over, but, you know, Roman seems conflicted. Like he, like I said, he, he, he kind of poses halfway up the ramp. Humongous firework display. Yeah. Um, humongous. It's super impressive, but he's kind of shaking his head. It's looked toward the ring and uh, just looking at, like, what he happened. Almost like I didn't want to have to do that, but I did that anyway, you know, so. But it's not Jr. going Stone Cold. Stone oh no! Cold, no. My God Almighty! Uh, Michael Cole is not screaming. They're just Mm-mm. like, and Roman Reigns defeats Undertaker here on this night in Orlando. It's just like, it feels like the end of an episode of Raw. Yeah. Like they're not yeah. putting this over as the epic moment that it is. It was so weird to me watching it back here, and and maybe that was not to take away from uh, what's about to happen here because uh, uh, show's not over yet as Roman's pyro goes off and and he exits towards the top of the stadium. Uh, The camera's going to turn back to The Undertaker as he lays motionless in the ring. But interestingly enough, Roman's music is going to stop playing as we turn our attention back to the dead man and the crowd starts chanting, thank you, Taker, as he sets up. And uh, we see some replays from the match, and we cut back to the ring, and uh, uh, Undertaker has gotten dressed again. <laughs> yeah, match. He's put his interest gear back on. <laughs> it's it's kind of like, odd. I guess if I didn't get to win, I put my interest music back on, or my entrance uh, garb back on. So yeah, he's got his jacket and his hat back on when we come back from the the replay which is again very strange but you kind of knew something going on yeah it never happened so yeah what if he did that a whole career he just he won put his jacket on put his hat on he just walks out again like (laughs) all right see ya like i'm done here (laughs) i think every wrestler like ted DiBiase, he takes his suit off like when he wins the match he should put his little cover austin put his belt back his vest on his vest back on the rock goes in the crowd and gets his uh, arm or his uh arm his elbow pad his elbow pad yeah so it'd be great man so yeah that'd be hilarious but yeah he doesn't he's he's standing there with his stuff on and um Kind of looks around and surveys this enormous crowd. I think it's 75,000 something. The standing ovation, not, nobody's sitting down. And we haven't really seen him do it this much before. Um, he walks around the ring, taking his sweet time, just looking out at the fans, and then kind of goes to leave the ring, hesitates, comes back into the middle of the ring, and then here's the iconic moment that we all remember. He removes his, his right glove and lays it down in the middle of the ring takes his left glove off. And again, he doesn't just take him off quickly like he's brought Lesser. He knows how to milk it and how to be theatrical. And uh, I really just appreciate 
the uh, almost the, the drama student in you and I. Like, I'd appreciate the kind of stuff like this that he does so well, you know? Yes, it's the symbolism here. Like, this, after all the speculating, after all the, the signs that would tell you this is the last match, he's taken off his gloves mm-hmm. and laying him down in the ring, which is... You know, they do this in amateur wrestling, like when, when they retire, when they have their mm-hmm. last match. They'll take their boots off and leave them right there on the mat. Um, they don't really do it in pro wrestling so much, but but that's obviously what's going on here. Because he's not only is he going to take his gloves off, he's going to take that robe back off that he just put on. And uh, take that hat back off, and he's going to lay them down in the middle of the ring as well. Uh, perfectly folded and placed there. Uh, right there in the middle of the ring and it's man it's the undertaker leaving behind the undertaker Uh it's mark calloway laying down this character and and to to put that even more into focus he's going to step outside the ring and kiss his wife michelle mccool which is something you've never seen the dead man do right and that was the thing, you know, we, like you said, he's, this is Mark Calloway walking away from the character of the undertaker. And that was the, that was the final, uh, you know, putting the fine point on it was him kissing Michelle right there. Like, it's just like, okay, he's done. He wouldn't have done that as taker, you know? Um, so I remember just both of us kind of sitting here and just watching it transpire and just being like, oh man, like this is like, it's, he's done, man. Like this is a big deal. And, um, you know, he's getting a standing ovation. And again, there's grown men crying in the in, in the uh, in the audience here. And uh, he uh, got lightning and thunder and flames shooting up. And um, like you said, he's he's completely killed his kayfabe bear and, and kissed Michelle. And he starts hobbling up the ramp and we see shots of the crowd. And I, I want to touch on this one woman. They, they close up on her and she just turns around and goes, that's really sad. Like has like a frowny face. And it's just like. Not as sad the way he's walking. He looks old. Like, just the whole thing is, like, he's done. Like, it looks... It is sad because he's such a legacy character and he's just such an icon in the business. 25 matches at WrestleMania up to this point, man. Like, unprecedented. You know, there's there's a reason why this is so emotional. There's a reason why... There are people uh, crying in the crowd because of how much he has given, how much he has meant to people. I mean, no one's really gotten a send off like this before. And and it was so, it was something we'd all kind of thought would happen for years now, but it was still shocking when it finally did happen. And so like, oh my God, like, what what are we going to do without The Undertaker? At WrestleMania, it just won't feel right. You know, I, I know a lot of people posted. I remember scrolling through social media on this night when I was when I was sitting in bed uh, at your house, um, saying, you know, part of my childhood is over mm-hmm. now. Like th- this is a the guy that I grew up with, like my hero, and he's he's saying goodbye. Like I just cannot believe it. Yeah, it was crazy, and um. Like you said, even at the time, we were fans of him, but not – he wasn't our guy. We definitely respected his career, respected the stuff he'd done, but there have been times like the American BA, we weren't really huge fans of him. But now, obviously, 175 episodes later, we've come to know and grow and love all this stuff. But um, 
still it was sad to see this guy go walk away um but at least he got to do it on his own terms we thought at the time and but um a really cool thing to kind of put just just uh bring it all back together is watching him look over his shoulder one quote-unquote final time the camera zooms in on him and you see the wrestlemania uh you know the the thrill ride uh roller coaster up there and he raises his fist the camera zooms out get a great shot there and then he's going to descend down into the ramp from where he came and the smoke's going to kind of envelop him and gong hits a few times the lights are out and wrestlemania goes off the air and there was no commentary for any of that part right there which is again a, a great touch nobody's saying is this the end of the dead man or something stupid like that so it's just letting that moment breathe it's an iconic moment dude i i think i saw on here a few weeks ago that like for the past few wrestlemanias every year undertaker has had he's had an iconic moment mm-hmm that is like instantly memorable. You can think back to WrestleMania 25. Sean kicks out. You, you got him ending Sean's career at 26. You've got the uh, the kick out of the tombstone at 27. You've got the uh, 28 where where he kicks out of the super kick and the pedigree. Yeah, and then the hug at the top of the ramp. Um, 29, the anaconda vice when he sits up. Yep, he sits up in that. Um, WrestleMania 30, 31, 32, all this iconic stuff. Another one right here, this moment right here. He is creating these iconic moments every single year, which is, you know, what WWE does better than anybody. Mm -hmm. There might be other wrestling companies that might be able to produce better in-ring action and, you know, have better athletes and and better high spots and all that stuff. But the, The Undertaker does the WWE thing of creating these iconic moments that, that they try to do in NXT, they try to do on Raw, they try to do on SmackDown. It's what they have become more than anything, and The Undertaker is sort of, you know, the best at that. Yeah. He did that every single year. And this was a, a picture-perfect ending to an iconic mm-hmm. career. As he leaves his gear down, he says goodbye to that character, he descends into the darkness one last time he doesn't speak he doesn't make a big deal i mean it's kind of a big deal but he, but he's not cutting a promo yeah. about it. he doesn't have the whole roster coming out nope uh to praise him or anything like that it just felt like exactly the ending he should have gotten yeah and mad props to him for putting out the young you know the face of company on his way out you know that's what you they say in wrestling you're supposed to do is you know when you, your turn to leave you you lay down for the you know the next guy or whoever it is that you know, and you got to respect that. He, he. I mean, we know now from the last ride documentary just the tremendous pain he was in. He goes on to have hip surgery like what that next week or something. I mean, like he's right, uh, yeah, I think yeah, so, right yeah. after this. You know, so he's out for the rest of the year. And it's just, uh, it's crazy. But you know, we thought he was done, and we thought that was it. And then, well, it's not. But this is <laughs> the inception point of talking taker. Well, you know, we thought it was so special that we got to experience this match together. And, you know, after all our years of of friendship and and being fans together, man, we just thought it was like fate that we got to experience Undertaker's last match together. We got to finally watch WrestleMania after all these years and have this incredible moment. And, you know, we were real into podcasts at that time. We were huge fans of Bruce Pritchard's podcasts um, with Conrad Thompson. Mm Mm-hmm. I think Conrad and Tony had their podcast already at that point. Uh, we both loved those. And 
You know, we used to talk on the phone every week and talk about Raw and SmackDown and wrestling, and we would say, gosh, you know, we should just record this stuff. We're just mm-hmm. as good as Andy's other people, man. We should we should make a podcast out of all this. Um, so we kind of joked about it, and I had done some other podcasts in the past uh, with some other friends, and I always enjoyed doing podcasts, and kind of always uh, wanted to, to do another one, so... Yeah, we, we started kind of brainstorming what it might be. Yeah, and, you know, that's one thing we we didn't want to be is like everybody else. Everybody and their sister has a, oh, review Monday Night Raw podcast, or we're going to review SmackDown, or we're going to review NXT, or nowadays we're going to review AEW, or we're going to compete compare NXT and AEW together. At the time, there was no AEW, but I'm saying, and there's no disrespect to all the people that have that, but every Tom, Dick, and Harry on the block has a podcast that reviews, you know, the pay-per-views or whatever it might be. There was nothing. And again, we really dug the, the initial uh, Conrad Thompson style. They kind of take uh, maybe a character like, uh, you know, uh, Hulk Hogan, and we're going to go through a couple years of his career or, you know, say we're going to go through, you know, they, they talk about WrestleMania three, they talk about the build up to that stuff. So it was just really neat how they kind of just picked separate little things. And, and, uh, it was just really neat, but so we were brainstorming like, well, we can't do that. We we gotta have something. And then I think it was, I don't think we had the idea that day. I'm pretty sure that you called me on the way home, or when right. you got home to Atlanta, you either yeah. called me then or called me on the way, and you're like, bro, just let me throw this up your flagpole and see if it waves. And I was like, all right, hit me. So you definitely didn't say that. That's something I would say. <laughs> definitely not what I said. No. But. Um... Yeah, I either call, called you or texted you that next day because we had talked about doing a podcast. And, yeah. and I think I spent my time driving home, kind of bouncing around, some trying to come up with ideas for something unique. And uh, um, it, it's funny, like the, the idea came to me from – it's going to sound so goofy, but there was a podcast at the time that my wife had listened to and it talked about called Gilmore Guys. That was two guys – going through every episode of Gilmore Girls. Mm-hmm. They're like comedians. And I, and that was sort of another trend in podcasts, right? There, there was like mm-hmm. an X-Files one yep. where they went through every episode of X-Files. And now I think like every TV show has that at this point, a podcast going through every episode. But it wasn't yeah. as prominent back then. It was still like a funny, cute idea. And I was thinking, man, how could you do that with wrestling? Because that's yep. different than just talking about Raw and SmackDown every week. Yep. And, uh, you know, I don't want to just do like – Every episode of Raw, every so episode, not, there's podcasts that do that sort of stuff already. But what if you did it with a wrestler? And mm-hmm. what better wrestler right now than The Undertaker? Like, he just retired. His career has been through so many eras, so many generations. It, it, it could be pretty good. Uh, even though we're not his biggest fans, I think it could be a fun story to go through all that. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk about that even more. Next week, as we get to the point, again, we're, we're incepting ourselves. Uh, we're, we're coming back on the time where we recorded our pilot episode and released that episode in the downtime before The Undertaker's next WrestleMania match that we did not originally think was going to happen. But it did at WrestleMania 34, because there's no such thing as retirement in wrestling. Nope. And he went on to face John Cena that year and i was lucky enough to be there in attendance at the silver dome 
Superdome, brother, in, uh, in New Orleans. Uh, <laughs> so I'll tell a little bit of that story next week. We'll talk about all that buildup. But, uh, dude, it's it's crazy to be here after three years. It is, man. It's crazy. It's been three and a half years since, well, almost three years and nine months since this match almost. It's crazy, and we're still here and still rocking. And uh, i got a few more to go. So, But we are uh, we're on the, the epilogue to this his career and the epilogue to our talk and take a career here so just a handful more to go that's it dude but we will keep rolling 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 on to the last ride we're going to come at you with a little christmas present next friday on christmas day we will have that wrestlemania 34 episode for you guys so uh whether you're staying at home whether you're able to travel or see some family you will have something to listen to and we'll be excited to bring that to you uh, we got some comments from you guys from our Royal Creatures of the Night at Talking Taker on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram about this matchup here. Uh, let's see here. Did you say our Royal Creatures of the Night? Loyal. Oh. No, we did Royal last week. Okay. Royal Rumble. <laughs> um, let me start with St. Ridley Santos, friend of the show. Uh, the star of one of our bonus episodes. He says, I watched Mania 33 at my friend Chris's place with a bunch of people. After the match, we took a shot of Jack in Undertaker's arm. (laughs) (laughs) How perfect is that? That's funny. Uh, He says, uh, for as rough as the match was, I felt that it fit the story. And uh, got me teary-eyed. And uh, he actually purchased one of those plaques that WWE puts out with a piece of the ring mat uh, limited to 500. Uh, it's got that image of Taker's hat and gloves and jacket in the ring and a piece mm-hmm. of the mat framed on there. Really, really cool. St. Ridley. Uh, love that. Uh, we heard from another loyal listener. The Downturn said that, um, you know, kept thinking surely Taker or Roman's smart enough not to go for that reverse tombstone spot, but I was wrong. Uh, still still a decent match and the afterwards of the match was amazing um, let's see Evan John 97 another loyal listener said when Taker laid his gloves hat and coat in the center of the ring we all thought that was it and I think he should have won this uh, Randy Turco says I don't recall this match being as bad as it was I think a lot of it was washed away by the ending with the coat and the hat and unlike Brock at WrestleMania 30, I was not mad about Taker losing this one. <laughs> uh, Roman was the young guy that should have gotten it in the first place, uh, which pretty much which I kind Taker of has that. said. Yep, Taker has even said that. Yep, since then. No disrespect to Brock, but he just didn't need it. Yeah, you can definitely make the case for that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Princeton John, I love how he put it. I saw why Taker was mad at his performance in this match, uh, but he was hurt, so you can't blame him. I wouldn't have been mad if Roman ended the streak, but that last part with the coat, the gloves, and the hat made this grown man tear up. Not there you go. Lie. And finally, I'm going to give it up the final spot to watch along Tommy. Yet again, uh, he tells us an epic story here. Uh, his wife and him got engaged in February of this year. And they went to WrestleMania as their uh, sort of pre-wedding honeymoon, their big engagement celebration trip. And it took place in Orlando, which means he got to combine Disney World with a wrestling trip. 
So they spent uh, 10 days in Florida with Universal, Ew. Disney World, and WrestleMania. Wow. Yeah. What a trip, right? That's uh, funny. Have 10 days off? Dang. <laughs> Great. <laughs> That's awesome. He says one of the best parts was he wasn't the only one who had the idea. And it felt like everybody at Disney World had wrestling shirts on, everybody in mm-hmm. line you could talk to about WrestleMania memories. And uh, the best part was when he was in line for Space Mountain. Uh, he says online, which is wrong. It's in line. Uh, you northerners out there yeah. say online. I don't, I've never understood that. It's in line, not online. It's in line. Anyway, uh, he saw a dude out in the sun wearing a Young Bucks shirt. And so he yells out, yeah, Young Bucks. And the guy turns around, and it was Matt Jackson. I was just about and to I, say, they were there. I remember them talking about their being there at, at Disney with their kids. He said he talked to him for about five minutes and talked about wrestling and told him to have a great time. And, and oh, said that's he was funny. super cool. That's funny. Um, I was just about to say, I knew they were there, so that's hilarious. He talks about being in uh, in downtown Orlando and uh, WWE having shuttles downtown to some of the bars and restaurants and stuff, and the crowd just singing wrestling songs all week uh, and just being incredible. Said they were in the top, the last row at the Citrus Bowl, mm. uh, but it didn't feel that bad. Um, they got to stand up the whole time. They had a blast, which is true with sure. wrestling. It doesn't matter where you are. He said he for sure thought Reigns was going to beat Taker and this would be the end of the Dead Man. Uh, watching it live, he loved the match. Thought it told a great story of the old legend being broken down, but doing mm-hmm. all he could do to still beat the young buck. He was captivated by it. And uh, he talks about being on the plane home the next day and people were watching Raw, I guess, on the plane, on on their phones or something, watching it live. And he said you could hear the boos through yes. his headphones. Well, like for for Roman Reigns that next night on Raw, which is this is just wild. Yeah, we'll and, get uh, to that next week. Probably it's true. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. We will ha- we will have to start out next week talking about that. So, thank you, Tommy. Uh, we got to have you on the show before we wrap things up. Uh, we'll come up with an idea to, to get you on here uh, for a bonus episode before we get on. You've had so much awesome commentary, and you've been such a good friend to us uh, throughout the weeks. So I want to uh, squeeze you in. Before we end things, and uh, man, you know where to find us. You know where to get our shirts. Uh, just real quick, before you, you take us home, Travis, um, I, I know you watched it because I uh, pointed it out to you, but the WWE um, Day of special for the Survivor Series yes, 2020 just premiered on the network this past week. And man, yeah, yeah, listeners, you got to go back mm-hmm. and watch this special Um I don't know if they've advertised it. Uh, you may have missed it being on your network, but it's only like 25 minutes. It's totally focused on The Undertaker's Goodbye, and uh, it's basically all the guys that were there. Uh, BSK. The finale that didn't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> the night of, they just came out and stood in the ring, uh, but we get to see them backstage. Um, we get to see the Godwins and Savio Vega. We get to hear from them and the Godfather. It's just a... It's great. You'll love it. You yeah, it's a lot of fun. I recommend it highly. I didn't. I don't. I used to watch those all the time, but I've given up on it because it's just kind of, I don't know, blah. And without having a crowd there, it's kind of different. You know, those day ofs. But this one is solely him. It has nothing to do with anybody else in the roster. It's just him. So it's it's a blast. A lot of cool uh, pictures from the B, from the BSK days and stuff. So yeah, just a lot of fun. 
uh, go check it out for sure. This is supplement your your taker fandom as we wind down the last ride here. So, dude, I I, I chuckled when uh, they interview Dennis Knight Midian, but his lower third just says Phineas I Godwin. Yeah, I know. <laughs> We know his real name. Like, right. You know, uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> that just made me laugh. He's also, After all these years. Yeah. He also wears uh, sunglasses inside. So. Dude, he was unrecognizable. I know, man. I know. He, he looked fine for him. It was great for him. So. Sure. Uh, yeah, man. Anyway, but yeah, go watch that. Go check it's it out. It's a good special. Yeah, yeah it's a it's a really sure. good one. And it almost I told I texted you back. I said, you know, it felt almost like an epilogue to uh, the last round. Yes. I almost wished that they had waited to put the DVD out until this came out and just had this be the bonus disc or the you know a bonus chapter on it because it really does really buttons it up nicely, man. It really does. And I just got my. Uh, DVD in the mail today. My last ride DVD. I actually got two of them. I accidentally ordered two on Amazon. Dummy. So I thought I ordered one. Apparently I clicked two. So anyway. Uh, yeah. Oh well. Uh, if you were there, you were also there along with Watch Long Tommy at uh, Camping World Stadium uh, on April 2nd. Uh, let us know uh, what your thoughts and experiences were. Did you think this was Taker's last match? What were your thoughts? What were your thoughts immediately th- this night? When you saw this match, what did you think? Even if you weren't there, what, what were your thoughts and recollections of this night? Um, and, uh, yeah, did you think about doing a podcast for Taker? <laughs> we beat you to it if you did. So, anyway. Sorry. But, uh, yeah, sorry about that. Sorry, not sorry. But uh, other than that, ladies and gentlemen, stay safe out there and uh, get your Christmas shopping done. Go on tpublic.com and get something. Everything's probably like $6 million off there because it's always cheap and uh, they're always having sales. So grab something there for a sock and stuffer. And other than that, ladies and gentlemen, take her easy. Ricky. Hey, Mr. Dana. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> she already wasted? She's, she's celebrating. That's, she's celebrating. Ricky, you feel pretty good today, huh? Look, Ricky, early word out of NASCAR is your little obscene gesture is going to cost you 100 points. Do you know how much that cost us in sponsorship dollars? Well, with, with all due respect, Mr. Dana, I had no idea you'd gotten experimental surgery to have your balls removed. <laughs> What did you, what did you say? Um, what, that, what was that? Well, I said it with all due respect. That, no, that doesn't mean you get to say whatever you want to say to me. You, sure, sure as heck does. No, no, it doesn't it's mean that. It's in the that. Geneva Convention. This, Look it up. Not, hey, and if I remember correctly, your daddy used to love it. This is not my dad. This is my team, not my... used to love it when I used to win, okay? Now, I suggest you and uh, your wife, Mrs. Jim Beam, you guys go take a chill pill. Enjoy okay. the win! Thank Come on, man! Yeah, Ricky, okay. Woo! Yeah, woo!